0: You are listening to You Were Made For This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be.
1: Welcome to You
0: Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol, and hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 83. It's the last in our series on relationships at Christmas. If someone were to ask you for one word to describe the meaning of Christmas, what word would you pick? Presence? Family? How about joy? Uh, what about Jesus? Jesus? Well, listen in to today's episode where I interview someone who gives an answer to the question, and we'll see how it compares with the word you would have picked. I'm interviewing a missionary friend named Josephine who is serving in Eastern Europe. She is single and lives alone 5,000 miles from home here in the U.S. Out of security concerns because of where she lives, I don't call her by her real name. Instead, I call her Josephine, because that was my grandmother's name, who lived in this part of the world until she was 18 and emigrated to the United States. She's been dead for many years, but I have very fond memories of her. In my conversation with Josephine, she gives her answer to the one word that sums up the meaning of Christmas for her. The word she picked may surprise you, so let's listen in. So, Josephine, welcome welcome to the podcast. You know, you and I have both read The Christmas Story and heard The Christmas Story for a long, long time. And as you think about The Christmas Story and the birth of Jesus, in terms of just relationships, because as, as, you, as we've talked about, our podcast is really all about relationships, and the most significant relationship in all of human history has been our relationship with Jesus. And this year, we're celebrating his birth. And as you think about that story, what what comes to mind in, in your mind, in your heart, uh, about that that story in terms of relationships?
1: Well, I want to say first, thanks for having me. Um, and as far as the birth story, what the word that comes to my mind is actually the word Emmanuel. And for me, that's what sums up Christmas for me and what we celebrate this time of year, which is Emmanuel, God with us, because we have God in heaven that ended up coming down to us to be with us as Jesus. And so that's more than anything, that's what I think of. I think of Emmanuel, God with us. And to me, that's what Christmas is all about.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, you're you're 5,000 miles away from from America, <laughs> yes, <I laughs> and you, am. <laughs> yeah. What's it like for Christmas for you in Eastern Europe, um, without without your family? Uh, uh, you know, you're single. You're not married. Uh, do you have a roommate at all? Or?
1: I do not have a roommate.
0: Okay, so tell us about being with, uh, <laughs> in in terms of how you celebrate Christmas.
1: It's interesting because in the culture that I live in, uh, there's no word for not married or single. It actually means either alone or that's it. You're either alone or you're married in this language. Wow. (laughs) So when you tell someone that you're in your late thirties and you're alone in this language, it doesn't, it doesn't compute here because it's a Mm. very rare thing. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I, but here's the thing about being single and being away from your family is that you still, even though I do miss my family and I do miss them, especially this time of year, Mm -hmm. uh, there's still a sense that you don't feel alone because as your podcast talks a lot about, we are made for relationships and you can have a distinction that says you are alone, but still not really feel alone. So as far as living here um, and celebrating Christmas, it does bring about some very, very unique opportunities because very few people here really understand what the meaning of Christmas is about. Mm. Increasingly, I'm seeing more New Year's lights, not Christmas lights, but New Year's lights. And we actually had um, a few Santa Clauses spotted last year for the first time. Uh, wow. But really, the op- most people don't really understand what the true meaning of Christmas is so it does give some very unique opportunities.
0: Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of of something that you posted on Facebook. I, it was a year or two ago. Um, it, was, it was a video, of Facebook Live. I don't know if it was live or not, but uh, th- there was you playing the clarinet with a bunch <laughs> of musicians on Christmas Eve, and I found that really fascinating. So, c- can you tell the story about that unique opportunity that? came your way?
1: Absolutely. It's one of my favorites. Uh, So on Christmas Eve, I was very comfortable wearing my pajamas and watching some Christmas movies. And it was very cold outside and snowy and icy. And that evening, um, I had an invitation to go to a special rehearsal. Um, I was at that time playing with a local musician group with all local people. And Uh I was the only, I was the only foreigner in it. Um, And they invited me to come for a special rehearsal that evening. And so I decided to go, I didn't want to go. I'm going to be very honest and say, I (laughs) did not want to go. (laughs) So I did go. Uh And what they did is that uh, I got to the rehearsal and found out that they had surprised me by wanting to celebrate this holiday because they wanted to honor me, and they knew that one way to honor oh. me was to honor the holiday, and so huh. it was a fantastic opportunity yeah. for me to go and celebrate Christmas um, in a very unexpected way.
0: Hmm. Hmm. And 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 what happened? How did they? Uh, how did they respond to your presence there? What What happened?
1: So to. To set the stage up even more, uh, the way you get to where we rehearse, you go up an elevator and then the elevators open up. And I was expecting four to five people there, uh, but there were like 30 people that were there. Everyone was smoking. Everyone was eating chips and uh, having other other types of goodies there. And it's a high power distance culture, which means uh, that they place a lot of Uh, emphasis on authority. So the authority figure in the room actually said, "Um, Josephine, this is for you. We wanted to surprise you with honoring Christmas because we know that you celebrate it and we want to honor you by honoring the holiday. And so, Hmm. but we don't know what it's about. Can you actually tell us what Christmas is all about?
0: Wow. What an opening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they, while they're smoking their cigarettes, and you know eating their chips and things like that they were just they were literally were asking me to share what the what the true christmas story was and why i celebrated it
0: mhm cool cool and and uh how did how did they respond as you shared the story
1: they were really interested and uh, this is an honor shame culture and so they were very honoring uh, they listened very, very closely. And one of the, um, so they listened They listened to the biblical story of Christmas. And then we actually ended up comparing it to some of the other misunderstandings of what Christmas is like. And so, or what people think Christmas is about. And so a few people said, it's nice to know what the true, what, what the original um, mm. the biblical meaning of Christmas is for. Mm -hmm. And afterwards we ended up celebrating by them learning a few uh, Christmas songs. And I will say it was the, they were the strangest sounding joy to the world and jingle bells (laughs) you will ever hear in your entire life. But it was, but it was also, but it was also probably my favorite rendition ever. (laughs) And I'm Uh a musician and I can tell you that even all the wrong notes and all the mistakes that were being made. It was. It's probably my favorite, my favorite arrangements of "Joy to the World" and "Jingle Bells" that I've ever heard.
0: Oh, that is really that is really cool. And you were playing the clarinet, correct? Am I? I was. Yes, yeah.
1: I'm playing the clarinet.
0: Uh huh. Um, well, well, two things strike me about about that story. One that um, <laughs> one one is that thirty of these. Thirty people wanted to honor you. How did that happen? how did How did you develop a relationship with these people that they went out of their way to honor you?
1: It surprised me as much as I think anybody, probably me more than anyone. But they they find it very honoring that a foreigner has been taking the time to learn their music, and so uh-huh. i I am a trained musician, uh, but I. I'm not just being false and this is not false humility. I really am the worst one in this group because <laughs> they've grown up listening to this music their entire lives uh-huh. and they play everything by ear. I'm terrible at playing by ear. Everything is in different keys and time signatures. Um, but the fact that a foreigner uh, would come in a foreigner, a Westerner, a woman, an American would come in and spend the time learning their music they found that to be very honoring even with uh, all the mistakes I was making too
0: uh-huh so you were honoring them as they were honoring uh, as they were honoring you that's that's just a a beautiful story
1: yeah, yeah it's, I mean it's it's I would use the word privilege too it's such a privilege to know that um I've been able to do something that i I'm not sure there are many other american uh Ah, uh, folklore clarinet players in Eastern Europe. I'm not yeah. sure of any others. So. Yeah,
0: and and you're learning their music. Did I hear you right? Is that correct?
1: Yes, I'm learning yeah. their music.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh huh. Wow. After that that Christmas Eve uh, get together, was there any uh, additional follow up later? Did it open up any doors, or was it just simply planting seeds for who knows when?
1: It definitely was planting seeds. I would say the most tangible effect of this was a deepening, like deepening relationships with the people there, because we talked very openly about our different religions, our different b- religious beliefs. And then just me being able to openly talk about what I believe, and then they openly talk about what they believe, it deepened our relationships and sent those to another level.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's great to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else you wanted to share about, about that, about that event that that resonated with you? And um,
1: I think I'll share one more thing. Um, as I was leaving that rehearsal and feeling so glad that I went and that I yeah. didn't, stay in my pajamas. And then there's nothing wrong with that. There's a place for staying in your pajamas and watching Christmas movies too. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. But
1: as I left and I was thinking about it and reflecting on it, I found myself thinking how even me going to be with people was kind of a reflection of what Christmas is about because mm-hmm. God coming to be with us, yeah. uh, me going to be with other people, was another way that I was able to actually live out part of the Christmas story in a very unique way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it does tie in with the actual Christmas story be in thinking about uh, the shepherds uh, going to Bethlehem and, you know, they were, they weren't city people. They, they were rural people. They were agrarians. They lived out, out in the fields. And, um, It just strikes me as I hear your story that that uh, there must have been a degree of discomfort on their end too, going to a place they normally don't go to to meet with people they normally don't meet with all because God told them to do so. Mm
1: -hmm. I find
0: that 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 uh, not a clash of well, it's somewhat of a clash of cultures um, going to meet going to meet people that are strangers Uh, because God told you to do it. It sounds like that's what God told you to do instead of staying home in your pajamas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that moment he wanted me to go and yes, kind of get out of my comfort zone and go be with people. And I I think too, whenever I think of when I see nativity scenes with the shepherds, they're usually really well-dressed and very (laughs) well-manicured and very perfect looking. And the more I think about the shepherds, the more I think they were, misfits just like the rest of us
0: yeah 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 i find myself identifying more with the shepherds than the wise men
1: yeah that's exactly yeah
0: (laughs) well uh i don't want to take any more of your time what what is uh uh, christmas eve looking like for you in just a couple of days here
1: that is a that's a very good question (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Actually, we're recording this in the be- the end of November, but I'm pretending <laughs> that it's uh, Christmas Eve uh, in a few days. So um.
1: I will I will definitely be spending it with people. Uh, mm-hmm. With Corona regulations, with COVID nineteen regulations, going back and forth all the time in Eastern Europe right now. I'm not sure what's going to be allowed. Uh But I know I will be with somebody, Mm -hmm. (laughs) be with people.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: Beyond that, I'm not really sure. Can't really say for sure.
0: That's great. Well, thanks so much for your time, Josephine. I really appreciated this. And um, maybe we could make you our Eastern European correspondent and check in with you from time to time if that's okay.
1: If I can help any way with that, I'll do my best if that's Uh, helpful.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks again. And you have a a great Christmas. Bye Uh now.
1: Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas. I love the word Josephine picked to sum up the meaning of Christmas. Emmanuel, God with us. And wasn't that a great story about those 30 local East European musicians who wanted to honor Josephine by honoring the holiday that meant so much to her? They did this because she had invested in her relationship with them by honoring their music that she had to learn by ear, as difficult as it was. It really reminds me of the verse in Romans 12.10 that goes like this, Take delight in honoring each other. Honor begets honor. I was also struck by Josephine's take on the shepherds in the Christmas story. They were rural agrarian herdsmen who came into town to be with people so very different from themselves, Josephine concludes by saying she didn't just watch Christmas from afar and feel it inside. She actually lived it out by being with people different from her, just as God did this through his son Jesus, who came to be with us. If you forget everything else, here's the one thing that I really do hope you remember from today's episode. Christmas is not to be celebrated alone in your pajamas. Instead, the best Christmas gift we can give is to be with people in community, some of whom may be very different from ourselves. For when we celebrate Christmas with others, we'll discover we're really not as different from one another as we may sometimes think. Well, here are a few suggestions for our own relationships in response to today's episode. We can follow Josephine's example and honor someone at Christmas by extending ourselves to be with people, like God did when he sent his son Jesus to be with us. Another thing we can do is to reflect upon the past year, COVID and all, to recall God being with us, and then to thank Him for that. Now, if nothing comes to mind, just ask God to remind us. More good things have happened to us during this pandemic year than we realize. As always, another thing you can do is to let me and your fellow listeners know what resonated with you about today's episode. You can share your thoughts in the Leave a Reply box at the bottom of the show notes, Or you can send them to me in an email to john at caringforothers.org. Well, in closing, I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to both reflect and to find a way to celebrate Christmas like God did that first Christmas. He wanted to be with people in a relationship. That's what he intends for all of us. And if he were to speak to us audibly today, I'm sure he'd say, you were made for this. If you happen to have missed the other episodes in our Relationships at Christmas series, you can access them by clicking on the links that I will put in the show notes. And now our Relationship Quote of the Week. It comes to us from author Philip Yancey. And he said, As I read the birth stories about Jesus... I cannot help but conclude that though the world may be tilted toward the rich and powerful, God is tilted toward the underdog. I really like that. And aren't we all really underdogs? And one more thing before we close. This Friday, December 25th, I'll have an extra Christmas bonus episode for you. It will be brief, so please look for it and I hope you listen in. Well, that's all for today. I'll see you next time. And above all, have a merry and blessed Christmas.